VHS Cult. The guy was Babe's dad. That tall guy? Yeah, the tall Englishman. He's not English, though, is he? Yeah, he is. His last name is Cromwell. Oh, God. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's one of them. <laughs> Speaking of England, um, I woke up at 2 in the morning, Saturday, technically Saturday morning, but more like Friday night, you know, mm-hmm. to watch the World Rugby Cup final. South Africa for England? Yeah, they're like, England, we're coming for you. We're going to score many penalty kicks on you. <laughs> and that's what they did. Yeah, it was... um. So, when the match started, I was like, I don't know who I want to win. Because, like, England and South Africa are both, like, shitty colonizer countries. <laughs> <laughs> well, sort of. I, mean, yeah. I don't know how you... South Africa kind of got colonized, but... Yeah, but I was like, well, you know... I guess England's had a more direct effect on my existence... So, fuck you. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then, luckily, South Africa did win. But it was just, like, penalty kick after penalty kick. The first try wasn't scored until, like, the 65th minute, I think. And that was basically just South Africa putting the nail in the coffin. <laughs> and they scored another try after that because England was like, fuck it. England's got some really, like, some real, like, fucking lads on their team with, like, big fat necks. Like, not even, like... Strong necks like you would expect with rugby players, but just big fat jolly necks. So like, <laughs> hey, it's me, it's me over here. I'm fighting for the uh, English <laughs> national team. Yeah, it just looks like they found these guys in a pub. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've, I've got paid in packs of crisps. <laughs> yeah, one of them was the dude who was always throwing the ball in for like lineups. And I was just like, that dude's neck, what is going on? His whole body was weird. <laughs> But yeah, it's fun. Uh, that's it for the World Rugby Cup. It's over. No one. That's. I interacted with absolutely no one in my daily life who cared about it. <laughs> <laughs> I interacted with one person. Yeah, you. Me. <laughs> the people don't. The Americans don't like rugby, huh? I. I feel like people didn't even know what was going on. No, absolutely not. That's terrible. Rugby is like such a good sport. Better than American football. Better than soccer. I don't not, think it's not it's better, not better than, than Quidditch. Quidditch? What the fuck? Uh, you see there's um some nerds that actually tried to turn Quidditch into a real sport? Yeah, I've seen that before. It's fucking ridiculous. Your brooms don't fly, so it's not Quidditch. <laughs> You're just basically playing like shitty lacrosse. <laughs> Dumb. Shittier lacrosse. Oh, well, not. To, I don't want to hate on them. People got to do what they love. We'll play Harry Potter. <laughs> Quidditch. I saw someone's good tweet was like, we told that we told all of them to read another book, and instead they just became Marvel fans. They should have read The NeverEnding Story. Well, yeah, apparently The NeverEnding Story used to be a book. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm actually going to ask the kids if they want to read it, so that's probably, that'll probably be the next book I read to them uh, after we finish The Witches by Raoul Dole. The Witches. The Witching Hour by R.L. Stein. Oh, no, his shit's called The Haunting Hour. Yeah, Halloween's over. Uh, so back to the regular nostalgia bait, and then also it's getting cold out there. It's about time for the sad, lonely times of the year. <laughs> and the never-ending story, never-ending story. Turn around, a troubled boy dies. Look at what you see. That, <laughs> that song's so fucking whack. In her face, <laughs> the mirror of your dreams. 
Yeah. Uh, so, um, what was I saying? Uh, Halloween's over. This is it. Uh, it's a never-ending story. Um, a troubled boy dives into a wondrous fantasy world through the pages of a mysterious book. Let's get this shit out of the way. Um, I realize he's used as a mechanism at the end of the movie for some bullshit, but Bastion, the the whole like framing narrative where he's reading the book, doesn't need to be in it. <laughs> Absolutely needs to be in it. No. Uh huh. You got to bring you into that world. Fucking, I have an imagination. I can do it myself. <laughs> but the whole shit with the trade doesn't make sense. Then, like, here we go. Oh, you got to bring a boy, a human child. Yeah, rewrite that shit. Because <laughs> yeah, it was I'm all. Pretty, sh- pretty sure it's in the book, though. Oh, who cares? They changed a bunch of shit from the book. Change that too. Uh, I like how they tried to make it all um, meta at the end, though, where it's like he's been with you the whole time, and other people have been with him on their journey. And then she turns directly to the camera. <laughs> so in a way, we're still part of the never-ending story right yeah, now. Yeah, we're still participating in it. Come yeah, on, because it just keeps going endlessly and endlessly. And, and you, the audience at home, are now part of our never-ending story. That's right. Someone's watching me in the simulation in my never-ending story, <laughs> and they watched me watch never-ending story while Bastion read never-ending story, and someone else lived in never-ending story. Fucking never ends. There's a big problem with music in the '80s. Especially popular music. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's a uh, the lead singer of Kaja Gugu did the theme song for Never Ending Story. It was a hit too, wasn't it? Not in the United States. Oh. So for those of you who don't know, Kaja Gugu is a joke from the, bad joke from the 80s that keeps coming back. They referenced them in American Horror Story this week, uh, coincidentally. I have um, I have not watched American Horror Story since the first episode. The lead singer's name is like something boring. Like John Hamill or whatever, but he he went by Lamal, which is Hamill backwards. Cause whoa, man, what an artiste! I'm gonna do that with my name. Hold on. He did a solo album. Ah, damn, it's a stupid name. Did a solo album. The lead single on the solo album was this Never Ending Story song, and it became like a hit. Um, when this movie came out on VHS and shit, not when it was in theaters though. It's an hour and 42 minutes. I actually kind of just breezed by, though. Yeah, it's a quick movie. It wasn't bad. I, I mean, like, um, you said that, uh, I don't know if you said it on the podcast at any point, but you're like, this movie is not going to hold up. And I feel like it did. Yeah, it actually holds up a lot better than my memories. It was because it was like fun to watch. Um, that said, it does have a 7.4 on IMDb. Which is like, man, they got to get rid of like the user rating system. I don't care about you slobs on the internet. What you <laughs> think of your weird nostalgia shit. This movie is not better than like the assassination of Jesse James. Well, I mean, I assume the assassination of Jesse James has higher than 7.4. I don't think so. Well, that, that's the problem. Yeah, this just, oh, I, it really meant a lot to me when I was a kid. Uh, just the, the deep philosophical narratives of never ending story. I wish <laughs> I could have a girlfriend. 7.4. <laughs> <laughs> also, the title of this film should be changed to um, Narrowly Avoiding Killing a Minor or even possibly German Studio Tries to Kill a Child. <laughs> uh, that's not as our goal is to kill the children. It's just a happy accident that so many of the children were injured on the sets. Well, let's go break it down real quick. It all happened to Atreyu you too. Uh, what's the Noah? Well, something. that fucking horse dies, right? No, that's uh, apparently that's not real. Oh darn! Oh, we 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 said we kids a horse, but we didn't. I don't know why people thought that was true because it clearly cuts away before the horse's face is like anywhere near the water. I don't know why people assumed it drowns. Well, I mean that you don't. They don't just because they didn't, didn't show it doesn't mean that, that the elevator doesn't continue to go down. You know what I mean? Like uh, yeah. the whole story was that the elevator broke, wasn't it? Yeah, but then it, what? At what point would it broke? Was it they had they had film of it actually drowning? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they didn't use it. Uh, also, in that scene, the swamp of sadness. Um, he's so bummed out about his horse dying. Shouldn't he just start sinking too? You would think so. Yeah, the movie. He does sink. Sense. He sinks more. Remember, because at the start of the scene, he's like walking on top of it, like his fucking leg mm-hmm. lost on snow. But by the end of it, he's like you know waist deep, nipple deep, maybe. Now nah, I'm gonna have to. That brings the score down to six point five. <laughs> Uh, Atreyu, uh, his actor is Noah something. He did a bunch of other shitty movies, and now he's a tattoo artist in L.A. Does he do a lot of Atreyus? I'm sure people come in and bother him all the time. I'm like, oh, can I get the orange tattooed on me? <laughs> uh, can you do a purple buffalo? <laughs> I haven't taken a shower in weeks. <laughs> do you like Stranger Things? <laughs> you ever seen Stranger Things season three? Uh, this is going to be, apparently, an Angry Bitter episode. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't my intention. It's you. Yeah. I was here to do funny German voices. That's, we'll get to it. But let's check it out. All right, so Atreyu. Uh, his horse threw him off, then stepped on him. 
While shooting the drowning sequence in the Swamp of Sadness, his leg got caught on the elevator and he was pulled underwater. He was unconscious by the time he was brought to the surface. So he almost drowned. <laughs> no, it sounds like he did drown. Yeah, well, yeah, they had to resuscitate him. Uh, he almost lost an eye during the fight scene versus Gamork, one of the claws. It's a fucking puppet! Uh, it was a motorized puppet, and when it launches out of the wall, it uh, was going real fast. Why would they... There's no reason to be motorized. To kill, to kill children. One of the claws on his giant it's paws... It's a plan. One of the claws on his giant paws poked him in the face. The robot was also so heavy that he lost his breath when he was hit to the ground by it and probably suffocated under its weight. <laughs> Kids cannot catch a breath. Uh, apparently, Atreyu is an ancient word which means bold guardian. It's also the name of a shitty hardcore band that went around calling themselves Metalcore. <laughs> they named themselves after this movie, though. Yes, they did. And uh, my wife likes that band. Courtney likes some questionable music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to debate it. <laughs> yeah. Atrey. Yeah, they're just. It was the, the mid 2000s. It was the, it was the aughts, the mid aughts. Yeah, and people just didn't. Uh, my problem with them mostly is, yeah, I don't like them at all. They're not to my taste. That doesn't mean they're an awful band. I just hate that that period of time when people were calling. I don't like them or that. that kind calling of uh, no, bands really. like that emo or hardcore, and they're not hardcore or emo. Because I'm one of those pretentious assholes. It's like, uh, Rites of Spring is an emo band. <laughs> Or Seisha, go listen to their albums. See what emo sounds like. You won't even be able to fucking handle it, you stupid suburban white boy. <laughs> uh, 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 so it used, this used to be a book? I think it still is. A, I don't think it used to be a book. No, it still is a book. when the movie came out, they, burned, they burned all the books. Burned all the copies of the books. So uh, some German fella named Michael Ende. Probably not Ende, because that sounds way... That's way more flavor than a German name. <laughs> so, Michael End. It's E-N-D-E. End. 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 Michael End. End. He wrote a book. He wrote this book, in fact. The never-ending story. In the movie, they, on the cover of the book, it's in German. It's like... Ein story schlossen never ending Frau. Die offen nuschen Yeah, because German doesn't sound that different than English. It's just all fucked up. Or I guess maybe English is all fucked up version of German. Uh, I don't know. Two paths diverge. I took the one less traveled. England, English, much more traveled. We got it. France came over and fucked it a little bit. You know, the Romans came over and fucked it little, first. Little, right? little magic in there. Well, the Romans would have been there before the Saxons. Oh yeah, way before. Yeah, so the Romans would have came over and stomped out whatever Gaelic the um, Britons were speaking, and killed a lot of them. Saxons would have come over, uh, completely obliterate, obliterated whatever language the Britons were speaking, and killed most of them. Whatever weird Latin Gaelic they had. Yeah, and then the Normans came over and beat them, and they're like, hey, well, how about a little bit of French in there, huh? <laughs> you ever think about that? You forgot all the Angles, too. The Angles and Saxons, they're whatever. They're <laughs> two separate. They're, they're two distinct German tribes. Yeah, but they're two German tribes. How different could they really be? <laughs> they, oh, we live... Uh, Two miles north on the Rhine, we have different shaped axes, right? One of them is, they're called the Ang... Oh, no, they're called the Saxons because of whatever weapon they carry. Mm-hmm. It's called the Sax. So, they're like... <laughs> yeah, that's why England was... <laughs> the Britons were conquered so fast, they'd never seen a saxophone before. <laughs> a bunch of big, hairy, red-headed men playing saxophones. Oh, <laughs> yeah, shit. I don't know what the prevalence of red hair in Germany is. I don't know if there would have been red-haired Germans. They're more commonly blonde-haired, blue-eyed dickheads. <laughs> the Kimberly and the Teutons. Yeah. He was unhappy with the film version of his story. There's a shock. I've never seen an author there that uh, hated a film version before of, a, it, of a book they wrote. I, he's just trying to like steal Alan Moore's cloud, I think. <laughs> Uh, he refused to have his name placed in the opening credits. So no, he, take it off! Take it all <laughs> off! Nine. 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 Small credit appears at the end with his name. And here's the real bitchy part. This is so funny to me. He also asked if the movie title would be changed or canceled. Let's call it the bullshit story. Yeah, do it. Because <laughs> he's like, I don't like it. So are you going to change the name or cancel it because I don't like it? So, sir, we've already sunk millions of dollars into it. Yeah, well, I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, it kind of, it's a little Alan Moore. Alan Moore would be like, I, I'm just going to pretend it doesn't exist. Fuck all of you people. Uh, the guy that drew it gets all the money. 
David Gibbons for Watchmen, anyways. Yeah, it's v funnier Vendetta? if I don't know the the, yeah. the name though. I don't remember who did V for Vendetta, who drew it. I remember uh, Kevin McTeague directed the film, and it was god awful, and people still talk about it like it was a good movie. It's got Natalie Portman in it. She shaved her head. Ooh, oh, man. it's so bad. Remember when he like slow motions throws daggers. <sighs> the fuck i actually do not remember a lot of that movie because it was not good and then all the people put on their v masks and then warner brothers manufactures all those masks and then on anonymous and people at protests and people during the um like the one percent protests were wearing them like yeah you're a real icon of rebellion with your warner brothers merchandise <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, the no ethical consumption under capitalism, what are you going to do? <laughs> Probably not invest like any political ideology into a Catholic extremist who became a pop culture icon from Warner Brothers. I mean, the, the, I, that's what I would do, but you know, you know, what I, his <laughs> own, yeah. you know, there's no ethical consumption of capitalism. You'd be smarter about it though. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So he was so mad that the studio didn't cancel the movie or change the name after it was like the movie was done. That he filed a lawsuit. He, he lost, of course. Because <laughs> what do you think his lawsuit was? <laughs> I don't like. I don't like. <laughs> get that away. <laughs> I saw the rights, and then they made the movie. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's like only half the book too. Yeah, the movie only covers the first half of the original novel. So what would? So um, at the end of the movie, the Gromkin or whatever the werewolf is like, I serve the who who the nothing who created the nothing yeah so the second half of them maybe they'll go kill the guy that created the nothing yeah i guess so sauron and the movie is kind of like and now it's over <laughs> the 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 whole movie has that kind of pace where it's yeah, like that's true because it's like shit i'm a tray you i'm here to do it you can't be a tray you oh but i am all right go for it tray you oh, we yeah. need all your weapons why do you need all my weapons don't worry about it just leave them here you little pussy <laughs> go on pussy and well, then, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. Go out and wander around until you figure it out, you little shit. Well, then they, after don't let the store horse stump on you. <laughs> after that, it's, all right, I'm in the swamp of sadness now. And then the narration will talk about how I've been to three or four other places. <laughs> but <laughs> no reason to show it. Cause, well, they hey, show him running around. And like <laughs> They show him some um, some landscape shots. <laughs> yeah. He went to the Crystal Mountains and the Unforgiving Forest. And all these places sound pretty interesting. wonder why we didn't get to see them. <laughs> I do like when the rock biter rolls up in the beginning, though. I, I also on his fucking big wheel. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the uh, not not how I would introduce Fantasia. The rock biter and like the, the snail racer and, and the bat rider. That guy. I don't know. Just not. It's very. I start um, with the the Grom. It's very uh, Alice in Wonderland, right? But man, that mat work. Oh, the special effects and stuff in this movie are great. I don't know if uh, children should be allowed to act in movies. Uh. <laughs> a Treyu actor. He's all right. He's okay, but he uh, mostly just yells. Yeah. Um, actually, the um, childlike empress or whatever at the end. She does a really good job. She does do a really good job when she's at the end when she's like crying for Bastion. I was like, damn, this is little girl's like legit crying. <laughs> Maybe she legitimately is an old woman in a young girl's body. <laughs> yeah. Such like an anime answer to oh, it's the childlike empress. She's not actually a child, but she's childlike. Yeah, she's actually uh, 3,000 years old, so it's okay for me to masturbate. <laughs> it's like that fucking uh, Korean MMO we, we played where the dwarfs look like old men, but the <laughs> women were like teenage girls. Little anime girls? Yeah. Was that lineage? I think it was lineage, yeah. That was awesome, though. I like when cultures collide like that, where you're just like, man, <laughs> some of the shit they do in the, over there in Japan and South Korea is fucking nuts. <laughs> I mean, it was disgusting, but it was also just like... <laughs> Man, what are you guys getting up to over here? Man, this is wild. Uh, this is uh, the most... Or at the time of its release, anyhow. This was the most expensive film produced outside of the United States or the Soviet Union. Duh! Which is... Okay, so... Soviet Union United States, obviously the big two in, in the 80s, right? What are these classic, amazing Soviet films... From the 80s. There's that one movie that's just one long take that I can't remember. Mm. But I mean, I don't know that the Soviet film industry is known for a lot of hits. Well, that's things they were in like the 50s and 60s. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to also remember too, like the 80s, the Soviet Union is kind of on the decline at this point. 
Yeah, I, I mean, it's just, so I got that fact from IMDb, and it's like, wow, more than the United States of Soviet Union. It's like, well, what the fuck did they have in the Soviet Union? <laughs> if uh, you're a fan of Soviet film, please email me and let me know if no, anything sure. happened in the 80s. Was it tankies replying yeah. now. Oh, I don't like those guys. <laughs> uh, so, Tarkovsky did have nostalgists and the sacrifice i've not seen this nostalgist but the sacrifice is pretty good uh, i do not imagine that would be a major box office hit though <laughs> <laughs> anyhow uh, i just thought that note was weird because it's you, there's not like iconic 80s soviet films there was good music in soviet russia in the 80s like a lot of like punk bands i mean you you expect, could, to but... be fair there isn't like a huge amount outside of the United States and the Soviet Union. There really aren't a lot of big budget productions, period. Yeah, that's true. Well, there are now. Yeah, now. I mean, I mean, like, mm. by that started to change like the mid 90s, but nothing. I mean, mo- honestly, most of it's happened in like the last 15, 20 years. Yeah, that's probably even, even fairer. Uh, Japan and Korea were doing good in the 90s, though. Yeah, they, uh, you know, they brought, got Ringu. Um, what are some other shitty. Because <laughs> that's all shitty people, horror movies. That yeah, that's all people seem to know. Japan, for, the Grudge. Uh, right? Yeah, they're <laughs> horror movies from the late nineties. Speaking of directors, Wolfgang Peterson, fresh off of Das Boot. Das Boot. It's uh, my favorite movie about a boot. It's interesting uh, the sort of tonal shift from Das Boot. <laughs> it's never a new story. It's never a new story. I I think it covers a lot of the same themes. I also think it's interesting. I uh, wrote down here um, his filmography from like the early '90s into the 2000s because mm-hmm. Wolfgang Peterson stuck around. You know, it's uh, in the line of fire, outbreak, Air Force One, The Perfect Storm, Troy, and Poseidon, which is a remake of Poseidon Adventures. It's just, what what the fuck happened to this dude? <laughs> <laughs> I remember like an outbreak when I was a kid, and Air Force One is arguably a kind of interesting action movie. Yeah, and then Troy's like, "Well, what the fuck are you trying to do there, man?" Mm-hmm. In the perfect storm, <laughs> and then the Poseidon Adventures. Uh, I Kurt Russell's in it, so it gets a pass. But other than that, it's like, ooh, <laughs> e. it's like someone saw the perfect storm. It's like, yeah, let's give this guy another boat movie. <laughs> it's like he knows what to do with boats. I think. It's, Actually, there's a boat in a storm. What else do you need? Well, he did Das Boot in the Perfect Storm, so he knows about boats. Oh, I thought Das Boot was about a boot. <laughs> oh no! What no. movie am I thinking of? You're you're confused. It's just it's just confusing you because uh, German has uh, inexact cognates. <laughs> <laughs> Who did the music for this film? Some guy. Some very important guy. It is Giorgio Moroder. Moroder. Giorgio. 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 Georgie, as his friends call him, uh, he's of course um, instrumental in <laughs> instrumental <laughs> in sort of popularizing synthesizer in popular music and soundtracks and all sorts of stuff. He's kind of the man, and uh, right now I'll toss it to him talking about himself in that one Daft Punk song about him, and then splice him, splice him, <laughs> <laughs> splice it here, and boom, here's where it goes. When I was 15, 16, when I really started to play guitar, I definitely wanted to become a musician. It was almost impossible because it was the dream was so big that I didn't see any chance because I was living in a little town, was studying, and when I finally broke away from school and became a musician, I thought, well, now I may have a little bit of a chance because all I really wanted to do is music, and not only play music, but compose music. At that time, in Germany, in 69, 70, they had already discotheques. So I would take my car, would go to a discotheque, sing maybe 30 minutes. I think I had about seven, eight songs. I would partially sleep in the car, because I didn't want to drive home. And that helped me for about uh, almost two years to survive in the beginning. I wanted to do an album with the sounds of the 50s, the sounds of the 60s, of the 70s, and then have a sound of the future. And I said, wait a second, I know the synthesizer. Why don't I use the synthesizer, which is the sound of the future. 
and I didn't have any idea what to do, but I knew I needed a click. So we put a click on the 24 track, which then was synced to the Moog modular. I knew that could be a sound of the future, but I didn't realize how much the impact would be. My name is Giovanni Giorgio, but everybody calls me Giorgio. And we're back. All right, <laughs> thanks, Georgie. The German version does not feature the theme song nor the techno pop elements composed by Georgie. It's bullshit. The fucking <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Germany, stupid Germans. <laughs> it was whack. They got no flavor. I don't like of the synthesizers in, in the the boom, the beep beep music. Huh? <laughs> Only in Berlin do they have fun. I think. <laughs> what about Hamburg? Hamburg. No, I said Hamburg. 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 Uh, it only Hello, features. I am from Hamburg. It only features the orchestra orchestral score composed by Klaus Doldinger. <laughs> What's that last name again? Doldinger. <laughs> Goldfinger. Doldinger. Doldinger. Um, yeah, Germany's just a. Don't be touching my Doldingers. A real bummer of a place. Um, it's interesting that the art scene in Germany in this period was in West Berlin. I guess it's because the anxiety of the wall and all the shit that's going on is like, let's do drugs and make weird art. And then the rest of Germany was like, oh, bureaucracy, very good. Let's file paperwork. <laughs> paperwork, yeah. Germans do love paperwork. I don't know that about Germans. Yeah, that's kind of there. I we're, we're really picking low-hanging fruit. We all know that that's like the... That's what people think of Germany now. It's just the real uptight and stuff. Most of, I mean, my experience, most yeah. of our Rammstein is cool, though. Oh, I got a note in here about uh, Lamal and fucking Kaja Gugu again. <laughs> we already talked about oh, it. Oh, I'm missing it again. <laughs> we were talking about uh, I do The follow-up, though, is uh, Stranger Things is whack. <laughs> uh, so uh, with that in mind, actually, searching for... Just trying to get a trailer for Never Ending Story or some shit off of yeah, YouTube. Yeah, you get a little Stranger Things shit. It's all just Stranger Things stuff. Did it, fucking, did you know Jimmy Fallon and Stephen Colbert did a version of that scene, like fucking singing it? Yeah, it's god awful. I've like never, obviously, no one likes Jimmy Fallon, but like I'm so done with Stephen Colbert too. Like, yeah, I mean, he's not as, he's not very interesting in the CBS show. No, he I, just, yeah, he's got he's got way more to offer than uh, than what he's doing in late night. Maybe not anymore. He's an old man. I think so? I don't know. I'll give him credit. Whatever. I think he's still got it. He's just not using it. Steven Tyrone Colbert. Let's talk about Bastion and uh, and the dad. And <laughs> yeah. The fact that, hey, your mom's dead, you little baby. Get over and move on with your life. Come on, man. We got work to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. He's like six. <laughs> yeah. That's, dad comes in. Hey, I'm morning. Uh, go to school, you little shit. <laughs> Buck up, your mom's dead. I gotta keep my feet on the ground. <laughs> what the fuck for? Breakfast of champions of fucking orange juice and raw eggs blended together, and then Wonder Bread and cold butter. Mmm. Mmm. If I, if you don't have mum, you just you can't have breakfast. Yeah, dad doesn't know how to cook breakfast, so it's it's fucking bread and butter. And orange juice and raw eggs. Is it uh, orange? Uh, I've, that orange juice and raw egg thing. That's got to be like. Oh, we Germans are very hearty and healthy. We have strong German breakfast. We put raw egg into orange juice, make you very strong for the day. <laughs> yeah, so you put the orange juice juice because it's got the sugars and the vitamin C's, but you need the proteins. <laughs> raw eggs like a Rocky Baboos. Yeah, that that to me that just screams weird German. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this whole movie this screams a lot of weird German shit at times. It does actually have a really good message, though, that I agree with. Like, you're talking about, like, the father's like, oh, keep your feet on the ground, get over your sadness, be a man, go out there, lie, steep, still, cheat, blah, blah. And then the whole message of the movie is like, fucking nah, use your imagination, be yourself, be a good person, do the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> say your name, Bastion, say the goddamn name. He screams out, Moonchild. To name the Empress. And he was talking about how great his mother's name was. His mother was named Moonchild? <laughs> That's awesome. She, his mother. I don't know. Alistair Crowley. Yeah, I don't know how much I don't know how much the timeline lines up, but it sounds like to me like his mother was Jack Parsons' girlfriend who ran away with L. Ron Hubbard, but then they split up and she met his dad and produced Bastion, the Moonchild. <laughs> uh Trey was green in the books. Like the Incredible Hulk? I don't know, like an orc. Oh. 
It's a fantasy book, dummy. Yeah, but he's clearly um the native peoples of America. Like an orc. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Nah, I don't think... I mean, Tolkien definitely was not trying to play orcs as... I, I feel like that's... Okay, I guess Ben misses mis- no, like he's yeah. the, the orcs are not you know uh, Africans or brown people or non-native non-English people. I think that's a, a real well, stretch. you know they're corrupted elves, yeah. so they're specifically just evil versions of the fairest and most beautiful race. But uh, but people have definitely used orcs to represent. Oh yeah, other races quite frequently. Uh, you're right. I've, I've Kyle's read some World Warcraft <laughs> fan fiction about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've read a few World Warcraft fan fics where the orcs are used in a very racist manner. Hmm, <laughs> how good. Uh, the orcs in World Warcraft have various ranges of skin colors. <laughs> also, it's uh, just my fetish. It's not racism. <laughs> oh, your fetish is rooted in racism though, because <laughs> you're kind of. Hate and fear black people? Hmm, interesting. As I both hate and fear myself. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, that's part of it, too. Uh, <laughs> sexual fetishes are interesting. Oh, Steven Spielberg owns the, um, the Orin. The medallion. Oh, does he? Yeah. Seems he, like something he'd be into. He's just like, man, I wish I made that movie. I know what I'll do. Produce Goonies. <laughs> Goonies is a really good movie. I love the Goonies. That's not was. Does anybody hate the Goonies? Yeah, I'm sure some people do. They're wrong. I was thinking while... Not a controversial subject, really. While watching this film, I was like, you know, even as a kid, I didn't like movies with other kids in them. Uh-huh. And it's, it's like Goonies, Monster Squad, and maybe this. Otherwise, I was like, man, I'm not trying to see some kids fuck around. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's just because... Well, I guess they're scared of stupid. Yeah, I feel like it, a lot of it has to do with the way kids' movies are usually filmed and the actors. Like, if you get the right actors and story, they're usually good movies. Yeah, it's just kid movies um aren't usually weird enough in the right way. Like, Never Ending Story is pretty weird, but it's, like, not quite weird in the right way that I like. Mm-hmm. Even when I was a kid, too, I was like, I don't know. It doesn't also make me feel kind of scared. <laughs> the I had got um, Gamork. Used to give me nightmares as a kid, but I oh, think really? I saw this movie when I was like three or four. Yeah, I don't uh, have any particularly strong memories of the Gamork, which is weird because he's a werewolf guy. Uh, he was pretty cool in this, but then a lot—he's mostly just a mechanical head sticking out of holes and stuff. Yeah, I don't. The swamp scene specifically always stick out in my mind. Like I have a very vivid memory of Atreyu in the swamp. And yeah, um, of course, Falcor, the best goddamn character in this. I remember Artax dying. And then, yeah, Falcor. The Falcor I remember the most. Just like ride, people riding on him, flying around. I like at the end when he's uh, they're tearing through the city streets, right? You can see the wind whipping in their hair. And then when the camera's chasing the boys, you know, because they have to like kind of superimpose yeah, yeah. a little wiggle there. They're going about five miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> can you feel the hair, the wind in your hair, Silent Bob? <laughs> Woo! Nooch! <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do back in the 80s. Uh, Falcor, speaking of Falcor, he is real. Oh, you kind can tell of. He's a big puppet guy. Yeah, he lives at the Bavaria Filmplatz in Munich, Germany. Bavaria Filmplatz. He still lives? I, that's how I wrote it. He lives there. <laughs> yeah, you they, know what I mean? I mean, he still exists. They, the puppet still exists? Yeah. yeah. You can go sit on Falcor and mm-hmm. take pictures? I think you can get on him. I don't know. I don't know if you can get on him, but yeah, they have like the prop on display. He's actually like 16 feet long. Um, He's got like the big giant ass head. I don't know if oh, like fuck. the mechanics. You know, if I'm ever like a, a rich guy and uh, I have money to throw around, I'm going to make a Falcor couch. Falcor couch? Yeah. That's kind of It'll grim. be in my uh my movie theater. <laughs> Do you remember uh fucking uh, the Chip the Ripper uh, freestyle? I drive a Chevrolet movie theater. Was <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a crocodile alligator. <laughs> I drive a Chevrolet movie theater. <laughs> Chip the Ripper. That's actually one of the. It became a meme at the time, right? Where mm-hmm. people kind of taking the piss out of it, but it's like actually like one of the best freestyles <laughs> I've like ever heard. <laughs> I want to talk for a second about Bastion when he goes in the bookstore. 
And, he, and the bookstore's like, uh, the owner's like, oh, there's no beep beeps. You got to take some effort here, little boy. <laughs> and that's how people are now, like, eh, like boomer memes. <laughs> where it's like, how do I zoom in on the book? <laughs> it's like, hey, kids don't know about books. They only know about phones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But people don't change. I got 187 books. Comic books. And then Bastion proceeds to list all the books he's read. And at one point, he says Tarzan. Mm-hmm. First of all, Tarzan is basically the comic book of his time. It's a pulp novel. There's like 25 Tarzan novels. Which one is he talking about? Also, Treasure Island's kind of a pulp novel, too. Yeah, it is. But I'll let that one slide. Because I like Tarzan and... Um, uh, what's the other one that Edgar Rice Burroughs did? The uh, Princess of Mars one, John Carter of Mars, oh, John Carter. Uh, and Conan, and uh, 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 what Doctor um, Zvago, yeah, Doctor Zvago. Like they're, they're it's the fucking comic books of their day. So I, I, mean, yeah. I don't give you any credit for reading Tarzan little shit. Yeah, that's there's the comic books of the day. That's before people knew how to draw. Well, they, they, there's they, art in them. They didn't know how to draw muscle men very well. <laughs> That's all Tarzan was muscle men. It was too exhausting for them to draw multiple pictures <laughs> of muscle men. They can only do like chapter um, drawings. <laughs> oh man, look at these muscles on Tarzan. Oof, I need to take a break. <laughs> I'm sweating. My heart's palpitating. I need to go to the bathroom real quick. <laughs> oh, my boner. Um. Yeah, so that's another interesting thing about this magic book. Uh, this is, so the next time any old asshole comes along and reads it, they just go through the same turmoil again in yeah. Fantasia. Well, that's the thing. Like, does did he create a Treyu? Because he sees a picture of a Native American and a buffalo before he's introduced to Treyu in the book, right? Nope. Yeah, he does. He they hear they talk about a Treyu, and then he goes and looks at. He talks about a great warrior coming to see him. A great warrior from the plains, right? And so he goes people. to see, but it doesn't it doesn't have to be a Native American? You mean? I feel like he kind of... Mm. I don't think he says a great warrior from the Plains people. I think it's just the greatest yeah, no, warrior in Fantasia. No, they specifically say he's of the yeah, Plains people. I have people. to go and listen to it now. But whatever. My no, because I remember uh, when it happened in the movie, I, I was angry that they did the shot where he looked at his book bag to look at a Native American because I was like, yeah, I fucking get it, okay? He's <laughs> <laughs> the Plains people. Got it. Yeah. But uh, there doesn't. There, he didn't seem to have an effect on anything else in the story. Except for the very end. Well, I mean, Detroit hears him when he's calling out the turtle. Yeah, when, um... I don't know. That mean-ass turtle. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. Well, I mean, all old people are mean. Yeah, most of the time. She's just your typical boomer. Yeah, she's (laughs) like, I don't care about the end of the world. Okay, boomer. I don't care about the end of the world. I'm guess what I'm going to be for Halloween? I'm going to be a sexy Greta Thunberg. (laughs) Did someone fucking do that? I'm, I saw a bunch of conservatives dressed there. Yeah, you guys are Gross. fucking. You guys are fucking weird. Gross. Fucking I thought the AOC weird. costumes were weird enough. Oh, that one white bitch that always talks shit. Tammy. Yeah. Tanya. Man, those uh, fucking. She has uh, American flag themed yoga pants, Kyle. So I think she looks cool every day of the week. Yellow Wolf has American flag tattoos. I, I mentioned that because I watched the Peanut Butter Falcon last night. I just want peanut butter now. Yellow Wolf's in it. <laughs> it's just like when he first shows up, I like, Is that Yellow Wolf? Is he in a movie? <laughs> <clears throat> Yo, Yellow Nova, we about to be Supernova. That's my impression of Yellow Wolf. You can't ever understand him. <laughs> but just can't hitch that truck up to this dome trope. <clears throat> Who am I to say? I really only know Yellow Wolf from him featuring on other rappers' songs because I don't like Yellow Wolf. <laughs> Yo, Yellow Wolf, that's Supernova. Uh, Peanut Butter Falcon's a good movie. It's kind of just like, here's 2019's stereotypical indie film, but it's still like fun to watch and makes you feel good and Shadow Buffs in it and, and Yellow Wolf, so <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> but we didn't, that's not, this podcast is not about new movies. It's about really old movies. It's about old movies. 35-year-old movies. Movies that are as old as you. Yeah, ugh, ancient. The never-ending story. So yeah, when the old when the old man's reading the book, because he's reading it when Bastion comes in, uh, what's going on in the, in Fantasia in that situation? <laughs> That's what I mean. Is they just always are gonna live relive this uh, terrible time in Fantasia? That's, That's how all books are, Kyle. You know, you've you've read a book. It doesn't change when you put it down. This is a as far as as far as horrible <laughs> magic. The never-ending story. Yeah, as far as I know, I just don't think you understand German philosophy. Well, no, it's it's perfectly German to me. Yeah, it's just like yes, all things are suffering. You must, <laughs> you must wait for the Ubermensch to come. 
And I don't say that in the Nazi way. I'm talking more the Nazi revenge. <laughs> no, I say it in the Nazi way. Oh. God, oh, crush them all. I don't want to boil the entire I don't want to burn, boil down 3,000 word years worth of German history down to Nazis. But and I will. They've killed a lot of other people. Oh, I will boil it down to bureaucracy. <laughs> <laughs> the, really, the killer of us all. Not, all right, so <clears throat> brief history of Germany, right? Um, <laughs> they're just a bunch of ragtag barbarians hanging out north of Rome, right? Or north of Gaul, even. They're like north, north. Well, they're like east of Gaul. Well, in north too, right? Because well, no, because they had, they held all of uh of modern day France up until, and they held part of no, the Gauls had France. Well, what portion? What part of Rome were we talking about? Because by the time the Germans are a problem for Rome. They hold all of France. I thought the, they've wiped out most of the Gauls are subju- subjugated at this point. I thought they have they were having trouble with the Germans when they were fighting the Gauls. No, by the time Oh no, they used the Germans to fight the Gauls, huh? Yeah, well a little bit. And they used the Gauls to fight the Germans. Yeah. yeah, by the time the Germans are a real problem for the Roman Empire, like they've the Gauls have long stopped being a problem for the Romans for the most part. Alright, so here they're hanging out in Netherlands, Belgium, and Germany. It's for the modern day. And they just they just jump out of the weeds and kill Germans. <laughs> That's all they do. That's their economy. <laughs> jump out of the weeds and kill Romans. <laughs> kill, you mean? Kill, oh yeah, killing Romans. Their economy is just you know bushwhacking Romans. <laughs> then one day, some German with a big idea comes along, and they're like, hey, what if we were the Romans? What if we bushwhack all of Rome? <laughs> and so they hid in the woods outside of uh, Rome and, and and sacked it, right? That's pretty much it. Yeah, that's good. This is the Goths, the Visigoths, the Ostrogoths. The Vandals. Um, yeah. They got them. They got them good. Uh, Germany remains just a series of like little city-states um, for a long time, all the way up until World War One. Nah, uh, pre-World War One. By the time World War One, they, the, you're talking about the uh, well, Franco, Prussia, uh, Bavaria. Yeah. But they were, Germany was Germany pre-World War One. It happened like 1880. When was the Franco um, Germany War? is younger than the United States. So. Yeah, but it was like the Franco Prussian War is when it really became Germany. So I think oh, it's like that's like the eighteen eighties. I want to yeah. say it's eighteen eighty. Man, this is, are you welcome to uh, VHS Cult presents history. Bad, <laughs> bad history. Bad German history. The bad history of Germany. I'm just trying to hit the big notes. Uh, and then World War One happens. They got a lot of tanks and shit. But and then uh, World War Two happens. They got a lot of tanks and shit. And uh, genocide. That's about it for them. They uh, became the heart of Europe. Uh That's what they said recently is Germany shall be the heart of Europe. And everyone went. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see how this goes. And Greece is like, we will be the liver of Europe. (laughs) Poor Greece. What's Hungary? The the spleen of Europe. (laughs) And Poland? The appendix of Europe. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get excised a lot. Right? <laughs> Yikes. All right, so that's bad German history brought to you by VHS Cult. This um, this happened first. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I have like the timeline down. And it's all like um, conflict to conflict. There's got to be shit happening in between all the conflicts. But <laughs> I don't know. The Weimar Republic? I know they were having a good time then. <laughs> like everyone was Otto like, von Bismarck? <laughs> everyone, he's like a... What? He's a What's a diplomat? <laughs> Kaiser Wilhelm. I, all the um, leaders, like the major European leaders in World War One, were cousins. Uh, that shit's so That's funny. always funny to me. Well, yeah. not the U.S. president. I'm, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> he just had a stroke and lost yeah. his mind. Cousin Nicky. Yeah, I mean, the entire history of the world. No, is... wait, was the Ottoman emperor? Uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't a cousin. No. Was he a descendant of Catherine the Great? I don't. I don't think so. I think he's a descendant of a Turk. It's crazy how the royal family just like, hey, you know what? Let's take over the world. Well, they were all just like, let's marry each other. Hooray! <laughs> Hooray! Consolidate power. We will finally crush all the poor. It's like uh, the in the twenty first century, what would happen is you would just buy another corporation. Oh, you mean like the monopolies that exist today? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Uh, I guess Karl Marx was right. The, the entirety of human history has been a struggle of the proletariat. It kind of seems that way. Come on, please, some rights. <laughs> please let me live in some relative peaceful way. 
And then the, all the people in power are like, costs too much. <laughs> I'll lose 75 cents a day. Can't afford it. They don't go into the politics of never-ending story at all, but presumably uh, the nothing has a good reason for wanting to destroy all of um, <laughs> Fantasia. Because first of all, they have an empress, which is that's you not know, a great sign to begin with. Yeah, that's I'm already a little bit skeptical about how this society operates. <clears throat> Seemingly, they're all like little fiefdoms, right? They get yeah. to operate on their own. It's very uh, Romanesque. So, if you think about it, <laughs> in this German book, the nothing is Germany coming to destroy Rome. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, here's the thing. Like, the Germans didn't come to destroy Rome. Basically, they came to destroy Rome and like, all right, we're going to take it over now. We're going to be Roman. We're Roman. Got it? All right, everybody, we're Roman, okay? Really? Yeah, basically. They tried to be Roman? Yeah, 100%. Like, the like Holy Roman Empire stuff? is just Germans trying to be Romans. No, that's the Western oh. Holy Roman Empire. The Eastern Roman Empire is still basically just Romans. Yeah. The Western Roman Empire is Germans trying to be Romans? I thought everyone thought the Romans were nerds. Everyone loved the Romans. That's why, like, Kaiser and... Oh, uh, Czar. Czar. Yeah. That's lame. The Romans always seem like nerds to me. <laughs> They're like, yeah, because like, you've, like, listened to the... the well, I didn't... I, I'm like, even, like, you can look at the British and uh, American iconography, and it it's very Roman influence. Oh, uh, yeah. We're all super psyched about Greece and Rome and shit and all those other empires. Columns and colonnades uh-huh. and shit. And then we're like, we'll definitely live up to your values, you imperial colonizers. <laughs> and then we did it. So great inspiration. Thanks, guys. Uh, I just always think about during like the Gallic Wars when um, the description of how the Gauls looked and fought and stuff. And then how people in Rome were like, oh, how sexy the Gauls are. <laughs> They're wearing pantaloons and oiling their mustachios. Yeah, they wear like the golden torques on their neck and they got mustaches and weird haircuts. And Look at that tall man they, like, with his mustache. Yeah, they paint their body and stuff. There's and it's animal like, fat in it. Yeah, it's like the Gauls do seem like cool and flashy and fun, and then the Romans seem like I think. Uh, Let's do paperwork. The Dan Dan Carlin described him as like biker gang, right? I think that's what I remember. Uh, yeah, it's just like the Gauls were like fun and fancy free to me, <laughs> and then yeah, the Romans were like bodacious. It's time to go over our ledger. <laughs> Let's. Uh, take stock of our fucking products. All right. <laughs> I gotta write a note to another trader. That's uh, funny to me because you know the Dungeons and Dragons. I have like uh, Trace is like model after Rome, and that's basically accent I have them doing. But that's all Romans did was like, oh, we gotta write down numbers. I mean, like Rome and and uh, a lot of the Chinese dynasties have a lot in common. Yeah, I mean, like, there's obviously some, like, effectiveness to it, to running a society, but I wouldn't want to live in that society. I, like, kind of do already, and I'm suffering in it. <laughs> I feel like I'm suffocating in fucking bureaucracy and bullshit. This has been a never-ending story where we complain about <sighs> Rome and Germany. Rome, Germany, and how the history is inescapable. It just continually reintroduces itself as if it's some new idea, but then turns out you're just... England part two with like a boner for Rome and Greece and you just don't even ever get universal health care. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking man. They, they, you, the fucking American exceptionalism. Why would we provide free health care? That will just uh, de-incentivize people to pull themselves up by the bootstraps and do lots of hard work to become a millionaire. I, you know what? You're whining and bitching. Your mom died. Just suck it up. <laughs> grab those bootstraps and get some work done, okay? But especially don't cool. use your imagination. <laughs> uh, there's a part. Um, we, will, we will return to the film now. I don't know how much that's going to make it into the final product. <laughs> keep, keep it off. Um, where, so he's, he skipped school to read the book that he stole, by the way. Oh, man. that I got, the, the This whole skipping school, reading the book, and like, a, there's there's something about this movie that has imprinted itself on me because I have this thing where like, I'm just going to fucking call and stick to work today. Read I'm a gonna book. Go, I'm going to go hide in a little cozy corner and read a book. Well, I just, so there's a part, um, like the halfway point, really, where uh, the bell rings and school's over and everyone's leaving. Uh-huh. And he's like about to leave because he's scared. And he's like, no, I got to finish this, which is you know, supposed to be a triumphant moment of bravery. 
But I was, just, I was like, well, I mean, it's a fucking book. You should probably go home. Like, <laughs> your school's dad's over. Your dad's gonna be pretty worried. You can finish the book at home. <laughs> your dad might be worried. He's probably got a dinner prepared of orange juice and, and eggs. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason to stay in the the. the I don't know what is it the theater department attic <laughs> of your school and finish the book like just head on home. He's got like that dusty old blanket because he's cold and say, like, "Go home, <laughs> go home, have dinner, finish the book." <laughs> yeah, I guess it's, so. He can he has trials and tribulations too, like getting scared by a skeleton, <laughs> and the janitor comes and he doesn't like children. Whoa! Ooh. And there's a storm outside, like the nothing. Uh, there's a lot of um real wishy-washy philosophy in well, not philosophy but uh I guess just the concepts in typical of German I think. the Fantasia where oh there are no limits to Fantasia for it exists in the imagination of all humans but we specifically need Bastion because all the other humans no imagination balls now make wishes Bastion. So that don't wish for your mother to be back though. That's a silly wish. Yo, oh, what's your first wish? Um, Ron Falco. <laughs> what about your mom? Ah, uh, that's like uh, hold on, I got a list here. <laughs> All right, what's wish number two? Oh, uh, I've uh, scare some kids. Scare some kids, my bullies. All right, wish number three. Uh, fucking round table pizza. <laughs> I mean, I don't want some round table pizza. Right yeah. Now. I just, some I'm, linguiza pizza. Hell yeah. yeah. play Street Fighter 2 while I'm waiting for it. You get some pizza linguiza on your pizza. Some linguiza on that pizza. Pizza and linguiza on the pizza. Yeah, fuck you. That's dope. I remember when we moved here, I was like, oh, what? Then we got round yeah, tables here. There's one round table in Phoenix. I don't oh, know for real? Open. That's wild. I thought it was just like Bay Area. No, you and I can go there. We'll just they probably don't have linguiza pizza, though. Oh, we could do um uh do like a mukbang or mukbang. Where you just eat a bunch. We'll film it. We'll go to Round Tail Pizza in Phoenix. I'll see how much pizza I can eat. <laughs> I'm on a diet right now where I can't really eat pizza. But if I'm going to eat pizza, I'm going to see how much pizza I can eat. And then have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> pizza don't give you heart attacks. Pizza just gives you warm feelings. Pizza just give you wings. Uh, there's also um in the film, Atreyu wakes up or his horse wakes him up. And he's like, oh, it's time to eat. And that's a good idea. And Bastion's like, no, that's a great idea. It takes one bite of a sandwich and says, no, it's a long journey. And it's like, come on, man. It's going to be like six hours. You can finish your sandwich. <laughs> it's a, It's got to be a large print book. <laughs> come on, man. Just eat the sandwich. Just eat the sandwich in your apple and go about your day, you little bitch. It was a peanut butter and jelly or some shit. Is that what, what he was making in the morning? He was putting butter on his peanut butter and jelly? <laughs> He's going to be a fat kid. <laughs> Grandpa puts butter on peanut butter and jelly. Oh, yeah, he does. I bet it tastes good. I never tried it. I always wanted to. Huh. I got homemade bread. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it when I get home. Yeah. Know. What's um Elvis like the peanut butter, banana? Oh, the, the heart of gold sandwich? Bacon? All right. So that bad boy was like a, a French roll, a French loaf, and it was a pound of peanut butter, a pound of jelly, and a pound of bacon. Bananas too, right? I think well, that's a separate sandwich. I oh, shit! Sure, I think like a fried peanut butter and banana sandwich. That I've <laughs> had fried peanut butter and banana sandwiches is good. Yeah, that's why he's the king. Watch out for that karate! Watch out now! Oh man, all right, never in story. Pew pew. And it's over. Um, monsters look really cool. I guess not monsters. The different puppets races. and monsters look good. I yeah. like the guys that have two faces or like three faces that are at the um, palace. Sets are really cool. I like that the swamp is like an actual like swamp set. Mm-hmm. Matt work is good. Yeah, the palace looks awesome. Music is good. Cinematography's great. Yeah, music's great. Well, it's Georgie, anyways. There's some parts where it's like, uh, like when he fights Gamork, and it's still just like violence sting, violence sting, horn sting. You know, like action '80s movie bullshit. <laughs> Klaus Doldinger. I don't like that stuff. That's boring. Why do that? all movies got to sound the same? And there's the uh, the sphinxes. In their bountiful bosoms. Bountiful bosoms. Oh yeah, he's got. He meets a gnome guy, Leonardo he's, Dinomio. <laughs> he's got. He's got science. He's a science gnome, and then his wife. He's going to need my science, not your stupid potions, bitch. 
<laughs> his wife is a witch gnome. She's the one that made him better, though. So. Yeah. I mean, two sides of the same coin. He didn't do too much either. He's just like, yep, that's where the Southern Oracle is. Take a look. Look at those sphinxes. The nipples will point the way. <laughs> it's as amazing as it is sexy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, that's another problem I have with this film, though, and I assume I had it when I was a child too. Is that it's not really. I don't think you had it as a child. My kids had no problems with this movie. There was. It's not. There's not anything sexy about it. (laughs) What are you talking about? Those sphinxes? Oh, look at them in their nippers. (laughs) No, not anything sexy Sexy. about it. Someone should remake Neverending Story. Make it a little sexy. You know. Uh, you know that, that there's that conversation that the reason people like horror movies is because being scared and like being turned on are like kind of one of the same or it's the same range of emotions. So like horror may, movies make you horny or whatever kind of thing. <laughs> if that's the case, then I am not horny for never ending story. If they throw in some more elements of maybe some scares, some more monster men, then I'll be horny and it'll be a good movie. <laughs> They're saving that for never ending story too. The oh. next chapter. Which one's the one with Jack Black? The third one that no one cares about. The do people like the second one. I remember liking the second one as a kid, but then again, I was a kid and I was dumb. Mm. Mm. The third one they had to replace all the actors, right? I don't. I think the second one has different actors too. No, it was made in like 1990, six no. years after this one. I'm pretty sure it was no. different actors. No, there's second. also if no. I remember right, there was a no. cartoon too. The second one, show. the second one has the same actors. No, for mean, the kids, it does. So. It does. Uh-huh. I bet if I look it up, at least one of the kids is a different actor. Nope, it's not until the third one, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you're wrong. I, I think I six years, on one of those, the, a trade has to be like 16 or 17. I swore I saw it on IMDb. <laughs> you swore it wrong. I, well, I, I have a computer right here in front of me, and you're about to be embarrassed, yeah, as you, per usual. This, <laughs> this is what you get for not doing research. You're about to be embarrassed, you did research. You'd be embarrassed on the internet, on a podcast that no one listens to. <laughs> Oh, it's never ending story two, the next chapter. Wow. What a great job. There's no way it's the same kid. It looks like it's the same goddamn age. That's the same kid. Nah, it's not the same kid. Ah, fuck you. (laughs) Now who's embarrassed on a podcast that the entire world listens to? (laughs) Most popular podcast there is. I don't I don't know what the number one is, but it's us. Fuck you, Conan. Man, they couldn't even bring him back for the second one. It was six years later. Just have him be older. <laughs> shit. In the second one, do they finish the second half of the book? No, I think it's one make loosely based on the second half of the book. Oh. I don't know if I've ever seen the second one. We have. We absolutely have. We yeah. used to watch both these all the time. Well, that. In fact, there's parts, there's movie, there was scenes I was waiting for in this movie that weren't in it that I'm sure were in the second part of the, the second movie. Wonder why I don't have very specific memories of any of these movies. I don't know. Maybe it's because I I was really into them, and as one year younger, we stopped watching them as I got older. Yeah, and I was probably just like, whatever. Yeah, this isn't Transformers. <laughs> Get this trash out of here. I only watched Transformers the movie. I thought I was gonna hate it, but it's actually a pretty cool movie. <laughs> it's not seven point four on IMDb cool, but um, it's like seven. Even without the nostalgia, nostalgia goggles, because. Some reason I don't really have too fond of memory or any specific memories of it. I felt like I almost felt like I was watching a completely new movie. And I was like, this is it's a pretty good kids movie for sure. And uh, I was like, well, I trade you. I don't remember him being. An He's a rock biter. I don't remember him being an indigenous people. I seem to have the best memory of Never Ending Story three, but I think it's because I watched it on TV like six years ago. <laughs> Probably that one has a bunch of rock biters in it. There's like a baby rock biter in it. The scale of the rock biters didn't make sense either. It's all over the place. Yeah. So obviously the snail racer and the other dude are very small. Then the rock biters like... Like child size, I think, I would guess. So they're like ants compared to the rock biter. Are they? Yeah, they're like running around at his feet and his crumbs are like... Yeah, I just assumed that he was giant because when Atreyu talks to him too, he's huge. Yeah, that's what I'm, yeah, but those guys are are supposed to be they're miniature. smaller than a Treyu too, because oh, okay. they're riding bats and a snail. So well, I just assume they're big bats and a big snail. Oh no, because when they're at the Emperor's place, they're peeking in through one of the little holes of the. Oh, the scale fucked me up. I thought yeah. it was just a bigger window than it was. Yeah, but that's the thing. So those guys are littler than a Treyu, and but then the Treyu is like their size when he talks to the rock. Biter. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what fucked me up. And then the rock biter is also like bigger than. He's like this. There's a scene of him like looking at the, 
the palace. The ivory tower. And yeah. it's like, he's like as big as it. <laughs> and it's like, that's no, that can't be. <laughs> yeah, so the scale of the rock biter was really weird. I do like that he's basically got like a steamroller big wheel. Though. That's pretty cool. He's just fucking. He killed so many snail racers and bat riding guys <laughs> yeah, rolling through the forest. He luckily he was like, I'm tired, I need to stop. And they're like, Oh thank God. <laughs> they're like, We thought you were the nothing. You've just been tearing a sloth of destruction through this forest for days. <laughs> Everyone's running from you. Um the monsters are cool though. I like that some of the ideas they have. I guess like that probably attributed to the book, not the movie so much, but the art direction's really good. Um, the rock biter i don't uh i know they had to work with the confines of like practical effects they had then but i don't like that so the material he's made of him looks kind of makes him look fleshy you know because like parts of them move yeah in. move different you yeah know, they're stretchy i don't know it, yeah again, i don't know hard how, to do. how else you would do it at the time uh i mean i guess if, i would have just paid. If it was like jim henson's creature shop i'm sure they would have done a better yeah. job like you just you know I don't know. There's ways to do it. It would have just been more I mean, expensive. Like, and... Look at the dark crystal, and then look at this, and you can see that there's a there is a difference mm. between like the Jim Henson's were a little bit better. Yeah. Well, that remember, was one of my notes. Like Matt worked great, music great, special effects generally good, puppet work not as good as the other stuff. Yeah, just not. There are the designs weren't just just weren't as good as some other movies from the same time period. I remember when we watched Dark Crystal, and we were talking about the prequel is going to be on Netflix, and I was like. There's no way anyone's going to watch it. Who's going to care about that shit? Blah, blah, blah. There's tons of people on the internet. I know. It's really popular. I haven't watched it yet, but James and I are supposed to still want to do it. I was like, well, so I'm wrong on the internet again. (laughs) Hopefully no one listens to that episode for my bad takes. Yeah, it's people that like didn't even have a concept of what Dark Crystal was and just watched it. But I guess that's how Netflix works. You're just like... I don't know. I've watched every TV show ever, and I only watch TV shows. I watch new TV shows. (laughs) I never see any movie, but I watch TV shows. I love Red Dead Redemption 2. I love the story beats that they steal from other movies because I've never seen a movie before. (laughs) (laughs) You should write a cowboy TV show where you just steal a bunch of story beats from movies. People will hail you as the greatest writer of all time. They probably will because um, it'll probably end up being good and they'll be like, wow, just like Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) Because that's what he does. But there's a way to do it where it's like homage and it fits into your story and it's like good. And he doesn't steal shot for shot like eh, entire scenes. I guess not entire scenes. Yeah. That's my problem with Red Dead Redemption is like, hey, you remember the really cool scene in Assassination of Jesse James where they robbed the train? Well, what if we do a cinematic that's exactly that, <laughs> but with our characters? Oh, fucking Oscar. Man, all the awards. Give it all the awards. Boom. But we did it in a video game. It took us hours to render it. Well, you shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> they say it's a never-ending story, you know. Life will go on, but... I was thinking about it the other day, like all all my like musical heroes are gonna die soon. Like Nick Cave, he'll probably be all right because he's kind of healthy. But Shane McGowan, I'm surprised he's not. How is he still alive now? Yeah, I was like, that's 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 sad. I'll probably never see the Pokes. You no, know? yeah. Well, I mean, they barely ever play now, so I'll. <laughs> they won't be in America, even if like Shane. Imagine like he gets healthy. Or in the next few years, and like it's like, all right, it's like the classic Shane McGowan. He's going on tour. He's gonna really give it to the people. He won't come to the United States. He'll <laughs> only be in like England and Ireland and shit. <laughs> uh, he'll play one show in New York and one in Boston, and call it a day. Yeah, maybe Chicago. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he'd probably go to New York. He actually like, really loves New York. Oh well, that's a bummer. We'll just bummer everyone out at the end of the podcast and all throughout the podcast. And- what is this podcast about? It's about never-ending story. And the idea of... So the never-ending story, obviously low-hanging fruit is like, well, it's only an hour and 30 minutes. It's not ever-ending. <laughs> but then the, they... The, but they, uh, they directly address it at the end of the film. We're, we already talked about this. No. You're already part of the never-ending story with us right now. Talking no. about the, po- the the movie itself on this podcast. And it does continue on, right? They uh, referenced it in Stranger Things 3, the pinnacle of 80s cultural meaningfulness. Is If you can get in Stranger Things, if they reference you in Stranger Things, you matter again. <laughs> I don't think anyone saw that and immediately went and watched Never Ending Story, though, do you? 
I don't know. I after I watched Stranger Things, I did hear uh, someone listening to the Neverending Story song. But on, they, when I was going to pick up groceries once. But. Yeah, but they're probably just like, I love this Stranger Things song. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I get. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know that it made people rush out and watch Neverending Story. That's the other thing too. I mean, like Stranger Things, I don't know that it made people go out and you know watch any of the stuff that they reference or or you know even play those video games or dungeons and dragons i don't think it, like, i don't think it pushed people to, to do any of that those activities i don't think it put it, it pushes people to do anything except for consume say, more stranger things yeah consume more netflix really that's a bummer that's what netflix should do they should uh get the rights to all the shit that stranger things is referencing and directly stealing from and push people to watch that yeah, I guess it's not important, right? Oh, who cares if you've never seen Terminator or blah, blah, blah. But you like, should see Terminator. Oh, no, like how... And none of it's really important. Yeah, well, I mean, if nothing in life is important if you, you know... Yeah, you if can, you break it down that you far. Can, if you, <laughs> you can log it, logic your way into... Yeah, that's what I'm getting know. at. <laughs> so, it, so you gotta, it's for you to decide. It does make people boring to talk to you. And that's the most important thing to me. <laughs> is find interesting how, how interesting a conversation am I going to have? Well, just how interesting other people are. And like, there's a real, some major gaps in knowledge with a lot of people, especially in our age group and a little bit younger. And I don't even mean just like films, but pop culture in general, history, religion. Like people just don't know shit, you know? And it's boring. So that's a great way to start off the sad season. Is uh, I guess I'll be perpetually alone. No one will ever love me. I'm gonna die in the cold, drown myself in gin like Shane McGowan. <laughs> Except for at least like Sinead O'Connor cares about him. Sinead O'Connor doesn't care about me. She might. If she, you don't. Know. Yeah. If like we were, if we were friends, she'd probably care. She seems like a nice lady. Anyhow, uh, next week uh, we're gonna watch. I'm gonna get you, sucker. I'm going to get you, sucker. With Keenan Ivory Wayans. Keenan Ivory Wayans. Oh, man. We'll probably talk about the new Eddie Murphy Dolomite movie, too. I already saw it. Oh, well, we'll, we'll talk about it. And I'm guessing we'll talk about uh, being sad and cold and alone. We're going to talk about In Living Color? Yeah, I'm sure that'll come up. Right, cool. No, we won't talk about Jim Carrey, though. No. He was in In Living Color. He did the Fireman, Fire Marshal Bill. Yeah, Fire Marshal Bill. I remember one time... Uh, there was like an in living color skit that was like a night of the living dead kind of situation. Uh-huh. And like, I was uh, a little kid obviously. And like, it was just on and I was trying to fall asleep listening to it. And I was like convinced it was real. Cause I didn't have the context for being in living color. <laughs> it was even like we watched in living color at the time, but I didn't, yeah, we just watched I came in in the middle of it and just thought it was a news report. Like kind of like, what the world? Like, oh God, this is it. I hope dad's okay. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> there's one dad like worked at yeah. night in the city. Fucking happy gravy season. It's now it's just a big gravy train ride. <laughs> it's turkey time. Gravy train ride on to Christmas, baby. Christmas, baby. Time to listen to um, traditional Irish music and bright eyes. Get real bummed out. Join the cult. Adventureproductions.com. <laughs> Never ending story. I'm going to get you, sucker. Snowball. You know, and I remember the Transformers episode where they discovered Jet Fire? Yeah. And like, the one we watched like a million times. Yeah. And then um, there's the part where, like, what is it? Rumble and they get all wrapped up in a snowball oh no it's like cliff jumper and jazz yeah that's snow fair <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's gonna be me this winter but the snow is just gonna be um sadness self-content and loneliness <laughs> <laughs> um, i'm gonna wrap myself in a blanket of depression 